Join spiritual feminist and empowerment coach Joni Advent Maher for Trust Your Sacred Feminine Flow. Listen in for intimate conversations about money, transformation, and feminine sovereignty. And now, your host, Joni Advent Maher. Welcome to Trust Your Sacred Feminine Flow. I'm your host, Joni Advent Maher. And today I am honored and delighted to welcome Sarah Weiss. Welcome, Sarah. Hello, Joni. It's so nice to be with you. That's oh. The uh, invocation that we did before we started the recording brought us into such a beautiful space. I'm so happy to share this time with you. Mm, likewise, I, it is. This is going to be such a treat for our listeners. I'm, I'm so excited to have you on. And I want to share just a little bit more about the, the wonder that is Sarah and, and all that you bring to the world. Sarah is the founder of the Spirit Heal Institute and the Enlightened Empath Training Program. She initiates and helps cultivate self-empowerment and awakened heart and trustworthy intuition in her clients and students. She is a practical mystic, which you know I love, and, she rec and a recognized teacher in the Sufi path and the Andean, how do you say that, Sarah? Inca. Oh, In Inca. Inca, is it Caro? Oh, Caro, Caro. Caro. Okay, in the Andean Caro tradition. Yes, the Ancian, the Andean Caro tradition and the Taoist lineage. She serves as a healer, a spiritual mentor, a medical intuitive, and a retreat guide, illuminating the path for those who are called to discover the light, the depth, and the power of the heart. So I'm going to pause there. Okay. Because the, I, I just want to say that that resonance of the light, the depth, and the power of the heart is the essence that I experience anytime I connect with you. Mm. So Thank I you. Yeah, I just want to honor that and, and welcome like welcome the fullness and the depth of that to our space today. Hmm. May all beings be blessed with this beautiful energy. Mm. Yes. May that be so. And so it is. So I, I do feel inclined to just touch in because as i said to you this is my first interview in the midst of corona and covid-19 and and as you're saying that may all beings be blessed just from your your experience as a practical mystic what what is true for you in these times what what I just would love to hear from you your experience, your perspective, how you're holding this. 
-hmm. Well, we're all in the same place of experiencing something that's an unknown in so many ways. And we have so much information coming at us that is so fear-based that it, that makes my skin crawl. I don't like to be um, mm -hmm. influenced mm -hmm. and feel any kind of overwhelming fear in my environment. I know mm -hmm. that fear is something that uh, it's, it's not power. Fear is not power. And no matter if we're even facing our last breath or it's a good day to die, there's still no good reason to feel fear. Mm. And I've been using this time as an exercise to fortify my power within in a, in a way so that I'm not seduced by fear. Mm. That doesn't mean that I am um, ignoring what is going on, but I do not want to be seduced. It's fear is very seductive mm -hmm. and it can, it, it's an invasive energy and it's a viral energy that mm -hmm. spreads so easily. So my first uh, stand in this is if I'm going to have any kind of clarity about understanding what's going on, how to take care of myself and my loved ones, then I absolutely cannot be in fear. I have mm. to bring my energy back. I have to ground and listen more deeply within, probably more deeply than I've had to. This is a big challenge. It, it is. This, it, it really is calling us to our practices in, in a very significant way. And I would love to hear, I know you and I talked about grounding and the importance of that, but would also love to hear how you do ground that sense of power within yourself. Sure. Um, it's, it's actually not a personal power mm -hmm. that, that I align with. Uh, I align with a universal power that I allow to inform my personality. Mm. So in my, in my training in the Andean tradition, which is a very indigenous earth-based tradition and the Taoist tradition, there's a, a strong lineage of connecting with the earth. Mm -hmm. It's a, a very deep connection with the feminine, with the great mother, with mother earth. I like to say mother earth, <clears throat> excuse me, M-E, mother earth and me. Mm. <laughs> we're one, <laughs> we're one, we're, we're, we're a posse together. And um, so that tradition of connecting with the mother, the great goddess, the energy of love and stability and safety mm. that comes from first connecting with the earth energy right below your feet is what brings me back to my power initially. And so dropping down it's a, a sense of coming out of the top of your head or from around, buzzing around your head to actually breathing and relaxing downward 
till you feel your seat. If you're sitting on a chair, if you're lying down, or if you're standing, you become aware of your seat. That's the most polite way I can say that word. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and a lot of people don't like to become aware of that part of their body. Mm -hmm. We tend to want to be up on top. Um, and we have so many um, self critical ideas about our bodies and our body images that if we actually inhabit our body, if we actually feel ourselves inside our body, connecting with ourselves and our being in a, in a very deep integrative way, um, the first thing that happens is we start going through that self-loathing, self-critical kind of talk about, oh, you know, how big this is or how off or wrong this is. So we have to overcome that and connect with the light of our being mm. that always loves ourselves and, mm -hmm. and knows what that feels like. And we don't connect with the self-critical part. And we feel ourselves lowering down, sinking. And if you've ever taken a martial arts class, that mm. is the primary way that a martial artist gains their strength and confidence. So it's a physical sense of actually sinking downward, of mm -hmm. getting heavy on the lower part of your body. And then once you connect with the seat, you kind of check in with my tailbone and my sacrum, the lower back, and invite it to relax. And then come down a little lower and for me the calf muscles hmm. are the most sensitive muscles in our body they're actually a better indication of our stress level than our shoulders and neck which is what we usually associate with stress but the calf muscles are extremely sensitive and a lot of the meridians are traveling through there and they uh, congregate there and so if we become aware of the calf muscles, letting them soften and release, feel them get a little heavy and full, and then come down to the soles of the feet and right down in the middle of the arch mm. is a center in the sole of your foot. Just like you know where the center of your palm is, mm -hmm. you know where that center of your foot is. And once you've contacted that, from a, a felt sense, you're back in your body, you're mm -hmm. here, you're present. And then we can feel the roots sinking into the earth, we can feel an energy exchange start to happen. And all of a sudden, we're feeling some vital chi we're feeling some light energy, some the mm. same kind of energy that feeds the feeds nature. And to me, that's where this all begins, where this reciprocal flow, mm -hmm. where I'm being fed by high mm -hmm. quality energy. Mm. Mm. And high quality energy translates into power. But the thing you have to remember is you have to let yourself be informed by this energy. Mm. At first, it seems like it's something outside of you, hmm. mm -hmm. that, that it belongs to the earth and it doesn't belong to you. Mm. Okay. 
And we have to let ourselves understand that we truly are connected on the earth, that it's really a false perception that we're not connected, mm. that we were meant to have this connection because we're standing on the earth and we can't <laughs> pretend we're not. <laughs> yes, we are of the earth. <laughs> we are of the earth. And so there's a little bit of a hump to go over to start really receiving that energy and collecting your power that is the same power as the earth and mm. the cosmos and all the mm -hmm. planets. Mm -hmm. And so I invite everyone to give yourself permission to understand that you are part of the cycle of energy, the power that sources the universe mm. is flowing through you too. Yes. As you're, as you're saying that, I have a woods behind my house and I'm on the second floor so I can see the trees and they're waving in the, in the wind right now. It's quite windy and just that sense of that vitality and life energy, I can feel it. It's awesome. And of course, all the green. <laughs> There's all kinds of green up there. Yeah. But this, that image of these resilient trees, it's very windy here as well. I have the same thing in the backyard, a whole forest <laughs> of trees. Yes. And they're just waving and mm -hmm. flowing and so solid and yet so resilient. Mm-hmm. And what a beautiful image for us to take in. Yes. Yes. And I, in, interestingly, uh, early into the cycle of the, the scare of the virus, I was, I was sick for two weeks, not with the virus. I had a test and it, it came back negative, but I think it was some sort of detoxing that was happening in my body. But when I came out the other side, there was a freedom from fear that at the, at the onset, I could feel, you know, much more in my system, the nervous system red alert state and coming out the other side, there was just it fell, it feels like those trees that are, are just the, the ease of I can be with, you know, wh whatever comes my way, I can be with it. Um, so it feels like that rootedness and groundedness and being impacted by life, but not pulled over by it. So beautifully said, so beautifully said. Mm. Yeah, it's really interesting that you mentioned that you had that um, illness for two weeks on mm -hmm. two, two points. Um, I had something similar for two weeks and mm. I also had something earlier, like in November, December for four weeks. And so many of the symptoms were similar to the COVID symptoms. <laughs> yes. It yes. was really kind of freaky because... <laughs> yeah. They, it may not have been the exact same virus, but mm -hmm. there was some kind of version yes. <laughs> that okay. so many of us had that had a resonance to that to this current virus. Yes, it's really curious to be. 
But I'm glad you got tested so that you know it wasn't the exact same virus. Yes. Well, but, yes. Yeah. And it, it was an atypical symptom showing up. But, but I guess I will ask you this just for your opinion, but I wonder those of us, I know you work with empaths and you, you work with, with people opening their gifts in a way. I guess I'm just wondering if those of us who are sensitive in this way, if we weren't processing something for the collective or, uh, because I don't typically get sick uh, and certainly not for that length of time. Yes, I hear you. Um, it's processing just... for the collective. That's an interesting uh, thought. Yeah. I'm not sure if we were processing for the collective or if we were part of a wave of ascension mm. that was underlying mm -hmm. this viral hmm. constellation. I want to mm -hmm. call it a constellation or a miasm. Or, it's a whole bundle of energy yeah. that not only has the illness in it, but look at all the aspects of it that has, it has impacted in our lives. I mean, oh, yeah. it is a whole constellation of energy and along with it is a, a type of enlightened energy mm. that is informing us on a deeper level. Mm -hmm. And I think people who are very sensitive, um, and let me put a little sidebar in this, uh, from the perspective that I'm working from, I'm seeing that we are moving from a materialistic consciousness or a form-based consciousness to mm -hmm. a more uh, frequency-based consciousness. And in that process, our bodies are changing. Mm. We are not going to be the same configuration of a body, mind, mm -hmm. constellation in the future. And this this whole constellation of energy that came through with this virus I'm seeing is actually shifting um, how we're relating to our body, mm. releasing some of the rigid old 3D thinking where we think we're only a body. And even those of us who have been in the consciousness movement for a long time still have had this belief that we can change consciousness, but that our body will stay the same. Mm, yes, good point. And our body is consciousness too. So it's, it's subject to the same shifts, the same evolution that our consciousness is. And so I believe that we have gone through with, that we're moving through a way that our relationship to our body is shifting now, that is part of this vi viral movement that we've mm -hmm. got going on. Um, mm. But it's something that we're not going to be able to see the result of for a little while here. Um, it's a big shift. Yes. Well, and I'm just noticing how much my body appreciates 
the slower pace, uh, not getting into a car all the time and kind of rushing from here to there, but, but just moving through life uh, at a slower speed. It really is um, a, kind of a miraculous thing to see the whole world slow down. Mm-hmm. I know that in the past, I've always looked forward to days like Christmas, Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. because I can feel a huge amount of quiet mm. and silence. The world stops more on those days. Mm-hmm. And my consciousness really appreciates yes. that, that sense of the frequency with everyone slowing down a bit. And I'm enjoying also, and am able to enjoy because I'm not connected to the fear, what you're describing, which Mm -hmm. is the beauty of being able to feel ourselves. Yes. (laughs) Um, And and not be caught up in that rush of impatience that is permeating our planet at this time. So there is that, the beauty of that aspect of our consciousness and the the beauty of the clearing of the the planet in a way the Mm. uh the way that the skies are clearing in los angeles and rivers are cleaning up and things like that um it's it's really nice to see our impact lessened and give mother earth a little break yes it it is and i'm also struck by I think there was so much at the start of the year, the new year, 2020, and what it would be like. And in a way, uh, just kind of coming around this curve into this completely unexpected <laughs> outcome and and the, the gifts. I, I know there certainly have been hardship or challenges for people, but, but the gifts that have come from it, and it, it's just, I guess it strikes me the miraculous nature of life. Like we don't know, we don't know what's around the corner and it it might be just a huge gift that's waiting for us there. I'm just so struck by that. I agree with you. Uh, And learning to live with some unknowns is a good thing Mm -hmm. Uh, where we don't clamp down with our expectations so much. So maybe we will have a little more space in our hearts to think of other people Mm -hmm. um, that we didn't have before in the rush. It'll be interesting to see what happens. There's just so much uh, in the way this has been politicized and the medical system, uh, the changes that are going to come there. Mm-hmm. So I, I kind of am looking at this as a, a leap, a leap for all humankind. <laughs> uh, I, I agree. Uh, the potential is mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. How open and receptive we are collectively. I think will impact how the shifts and changes occur. And that idea of collective consciousness is really, really important. You know, mm-hmm. the, the Western world has been a pull yourself up by your bootstraps kind of mentality for 
a while now. And that has actually left us dissociated uh, mm-hmm. from ourselves and from other people and from the land and the elements and all the beings on every dimension. And so if we t- trend towards more collective consciousness and understanding of that, mm-hmm. we will find a new connection to ourselves and a connection to others that will be new, probably more like an indigenous culture um, where everyone belongs to the earth and they know mm. it and they're informed by the greater reality. That would be yes. my hope. Yes. And I would, I was feeling, it's interesting you said that because I was feeling drawn to ask you about your work, uh, your study and your mentorship with the Incan tradition and, and also the Taoist, the, how, how you came to find those and how they came into your life and not that maybe not the whole big long story i'll I'll give you the bullet points okay (laughs) so i've always been a light being i was Uh born connected to the light and never lost that wow and no i didn't um wow I, i even remember being six months old and still playing with the light beings and my mother leaning over the crib and all of a sudden she came into focus and the light beings receded but Mm. never it was never closed out Mm -hmm, to me mm -hmm. and so i've always had this light and these light beings that i have connected with so um, as i grew up and i was always spiritually connected i never lost that Um, i I had a deep experience when I was about 19 years old as I was going out to uh, take a walk in the woods and I got in my car and this all relates. This will Mm -hmm. go quickly after this. (laughs) I'm totally engrossed. Okay. So I got out of my car and I uh, had my camera with me and I stepped onto the earth from the concrete in the parking lot and my feet got stuck to the ground. They, I couldn't move. It was oh my, like, like a magnet. It was like a magnet. It was like having moon boots on. I couldn't move. And wow. it was my very first experience so deeply being drawn into the connection, realizing our connection with the earth. And at that time, Mother Earth became a, a being to me. She came alive and... Mm she started speaking to me Mm. and she said we need to learn to walk softly on Mm. the earth Mm. and she proceeded to have a conversation with me for about 20 minutes and i was stuck there and could not move she had me (laughs) in her arms and in her heart and i wasn't moving anywhere so then we finished And that was really interesting to me because it was in contrast to all the light work I had been doing. I had not connected with the earth. Yes. I was expanded, but not connected to the earth. Mm. And it was like she brought me into my body. She brought me into connection. And so 
I was still pursuing my studies of kind of the mystical realms with the Sufi path, but I wasn't getting the training with the earth part mm -hmm. that I wanted. And so uh, I read this incredible book by Elizabeth Jenkins called Initiation, and it was about- Yes, I've read that book. So, I have yes. that book. <laughs> uh -huh. So uh, Elizabeth and I started uh, uh, talking to each other, and uh, I got a group together and brought a group to Peru to work with Juan Nunez del Prado, who was the teacher she had it, it describes in the book. And so he took us through a series of initiatory journeys several times there. And then I was initiated and, and taught to be a teacher in that tradition. Mm. And so that started um, enlarging this connection with Mother Earth for me to the point where she taught me how to have my own spiritual path originate within my heart mm -hmm. and unfold directly from within me. Mm. And at the same time, I came in contact with a beautiful uh, Qigong teacher who happened to be a laser physicist at uh, the university in our city. Mm -hmm. And he's from China and was in a, a very in-depth lineage for the Taoist teachings and taught Qigong from a very deep consciousness point of view. And the Taoist way is very earth-based, uh, very mm -hmm. present and very connected to the elements. And so at that point in my evolution, uh, my mystical path, this whole part of the feminine started coming together mm -hmm. and coming alive in me. So then as I grew, I was able to incorporate both the heavenly and the earthly together into my own practice and develop a way of working with people that help them come back to themselves to incorporate mm. both the feminine and the masculine, the light and the, the earth and the, mm -hmm. all the elements of being. Mm. And I really summarize it as becoming energetically alive mm. where, and I always say that the world is as alive as I am. Mm. Oh, I love that. Yes. So you know how, when you're walking in the rocks and the woods and things like mm -hmm. that, you might see like a face on a tree mm -hmm. or a face on a rock or in the clouds. Yes. And you say, you know, you can dismiss it and say it, oh, that's like being a little kid or, mm -hmm. you know, you know, that doesn't mean anything. But to me, it does. It means that I'm relating, I'm relating frequency to frequency. I'm relating to the aliveness of the being of that tree or the cloud or the rock. And we are coming into communication frequency to frequency. Yes, I, I use the word communion a lot because I do have those kinds of experiences, certainly with the trees behind my home. And, and as you said, just being out in nature and it is as present and available to us as we are uh, to receive it or to meet it is certainly my experience. And don't you feel enriched by it? 
Oh my gosh, immensely. It, it's one of my greatest resources. Absolutely. Um, yes. And I think that if we were only looking from a materialistic perspective, we could dismiss that gift. Oh, <laughs> yes. Yes, I feel, yes. Mm -hmm. And we, we could skip right over it and mm -hmm. not feel the generosity of that oh. energy and yes. how intimately connected and sourced we are together. Oh, absolutely. And, and how that can, yeah, it's available all the time at any moment to, to be, to be an ally, to be in our corner. And, and certainly when we're facing adversity or challenges, we can use all the support and backing we can get. We sure can. And boy, can I see the light coming through you when you're speaking Aww. about that. Wow. <laughs> Thank you. That, yeah. That's one of your gifts is, is being able to see that in people, isn't it? It is, and it's delightful. Mm. Um, yeah, I would love to hear just more about your work. Like, what is your passion in uh, working with your clients? Is it doing the retreats? Is it doing one-on-one -on -one work? Or what? what's lighting your fire these days? <laughs> um, well, I am a teacher archetype. I mean, uh -huh. there is just uh -huh. no doubt about that because <laughs> when my first career was an artist and I ended up teaching at the university level, no matter what I learn and whatever I take into my being, I end up teaching. And mm -hmm. I have a whole history of, of, of relatives and parents and grandparents as teachers. So I come by it in all kinds of ways. And also in my astrological chart, it says I'm a teacher. So... <laughs> Whatever, what I, whatever I'm doing, I'm somehow teaching. And so when I started doing individual sessions with people, which was about 35 years ago, I never intended to do this. I had studied um, healing on the Sufi path with my teacher and learned a whole lot about healing. I'd gotten a license in massage to learn about the anatomy of the body, of the body and understand mm -hmm. that, cranial sacral and polarity training. But I, I only did it because I loved learning mm -hmm. and not because I was going to do something with it. Mm. And uh, all of it started just kind of gestating in me and I didn't know what was going to happen. I, I kind of had a yearning to do something spiritual and I would pray to source, to God, to the divine. And I would say, the only real talents I have are <laughs> lactating and meditating. <laughs> and what are you going to do with those? You just show me what I can do with those, <laughs> how I can serve with those. <laughs> and that used to be my prayer. <laughs> And, and so I, I, ne I never quite knew how that was going to come out until uh, my college roommate called me up one day. <laughs> She's a psychologist. And she said, 
Sarah, you've studied all this healing stuff, you know, the spiritual stuff, you can see things. I want you to come and sit in a session with me with my client. I have been meeting with her for eight years and I cannot keep her married. (laughs) That's what she said. She said she's on her fourth divorce and we just can't keep her married. I want to see what you see. So I can't, I came and uh, sat with her in the session and all I saw sitting there was a, a woman in a nun's habit. <gasps> wow. And in all of her years of therapy, she had never mentioned that her real passion in life when, since she was a child was to become a nun. Wow. And so I said, you know, I said to her, you know, what did you want to be when you grew up? And she finally she had never spoken it out loud because her parents were not going to approve of that so when she said you know I always wanted to be a nun then that cracked open the case for my girlfriend the therapist because who are you really married to you know no no one's going to live up to that (laughs) (laughs) that one (laughs) and so so um what happened then was my girlfriend told all of her therapist friends and then all of a sudden they were sending me their (laughs) clients to help (laughs) open up the cases that they couldn't make headway with and over time i started developing a way of working with people that not only kind of helped bring out what was unspoken in them Uh Uh but helped them connect to what was unspoken Mm. in them so that I didn't have to be the mouthpiece for them wow and they could express it grounded in themselves Mm. which to me is my passion and I think you share the same passion yes very much so yeah so if I can help someone reconnect to the depth of their being and to the power and enlightenment of their being so that they can find their own happiness and unfold their own path. That gives me great joy. That just gives me lots of joy. Mm. Yes, I think there's not much better than that. And then, you know, as I was doing this, people would say, well, can you teach me to do what you do? I said, well, I can, I can help you develop your subtle senses. Mm -hmm. I can help you you tune into those. And then you can see what you want to do with that. Mm. So I started out teaching classes that helped people open up their intuitive sense and their subtle senses. And the classes just started going. It seems like every year I get a download of what the theme of the year should be. Mm -hmm. And I write down all the classes that I'm given the titles to. I put them up on the website and then we go through the classes for the year and then I get a download for the next year. (laughs) Um, And so it happens usually around November and then they're ready to go in January. So they're really channeled. They're, um, they come from a mixture of an embodied type of uh, spirituality where mm. how can we bring through energy, attunements, um, kind of re- a resonance that will help people come into their true being for mm. this year, 
and then yes. for the next year and the next year and they keep evolving so that's what happens with those and that's what happened with the empath training um that I, became the, the pro is that a program you do annually there's a couple levels to it um there's an a program that is a 12-month program that's really an in-depth program of mm -hmm. learning how to become a skilled empath and then i do have short four-week classes that are briefer and more introductory like mm -hmm. i have one coming up in may called empaths and relationships Wow. And it's about uh, learning about what happens with when an empath is in a relationship and completely loses their sense of self and loses all their power in the relationship and how to bring yourself back into the equation. Because mm. empaths tend to, the, it's a real interesting um profile that I see with empaths, and I'm an empath, so I know this directly, and I've worked with myself on this, yes. that empaths are centered in unity consciousness, and they're centered mm. in beautiful love. They really wow. came in with a nervous system that is oriented towards we, wow. not I. Wow, 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 wow. Okay, yes. and that's that often skews off into some kind of codependent mm -hmm. look. It can, yes. It can do that if you don't understand that your nervous system, and it's a physiological nervous system profile yes. that, that connects you to all the living energies that exist in the world. So mm. you're connected to all people, you're connected mm to nature you're connected to everything and if you don't understand that you're coming from a place that most people on the spiritual path are trying to get to wow. then your life gets really messed up <laughs> <laughs> yes i have walked that one i have walked that road yes <laughs> so the training is learning how to titrate mm the unity consciousness into an individual consciousness that is connected in other words we're not turning off the connection to the unity yes, consciousness yes, and yes. to the love but we want to bring it down and channel it through while oh, most empaths have to grow an individual unique consciousness <laughs> Uh, because they lost it somewhere along the way uh, growing up because they were just yes. merged mm -hmm. with everyone. Mm -hmm. So, um, so it's a, it's a really interesting uh, er personality style er area for me mm. um, and to help people learn how to do this without losing their subtle sense connection without losing their sense of love for humanity and without losing their sense of unity consciousness they're really really um it's a really different consciousness mm. that's going on and it's very painful when you don't understand what's going on with yourself if you're an empath yes and it does seem in some ways like we who are the empaths are in a way that cutting edge in terms of evolution of humanity that you were talking about earlier that 
coming in with that skill is is perhaps something that uh, the the rest of the population will be developing, but we're just the early adapters, so to speak, of that. I agree with that. I think we are one of the previews of where humanity is heading. I mean, mm -hmm. if if we go with the sense that we're on an ascension cycle mm -hmm. and that we're moving towards more subtle perception, um, more um, unity consciousness than the 12 to 15% of the population that have that built into their nervous system already are certainly a preview of that. Mm. And I also look at the other non-neurotypical mm -hmm. uh, people, and mm -hmm. I also see them as yes. bringing, being the path, uh, developing the pathways for these new nervous system connections I'm speaking about in terms of how our physiology is going to change with our mm -hmm. consciousness. Um, the One of the most interesting things I've ever been part of was I was uh, friends with someone who was vice president of a an Alzheimer's uh, care facility mm. and she was very spiritual herself she actually was a nun and she would bring together the very most advanced Alzheimer's patients in her facility and she'd have them wheeled into this beautiful room where there was the physical therapy mat uh, which is kind of like a mattress on a platform mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and she'd bring about seven of these people into the group and they had no idea where that we were there they were in mm -hmm. some form of consciousness and she would designate one person as the person to receive healing that day. Mm. And the, the helpers would lift that person out of the chair and they would put the person in my friend's lap on Aww. this physical therapy mattress and she would hold her, okay? And, oh, and just wow. gently, gently touch her and hold her. Wow. And no awareness to our you know, was evidence to us. Uh, uh -huh. But then she would say a prayer and she would say, we're all going to channel healing to Helen today. Mm. And she had me there because I can see, she said, I want you to tell me what's going on in the room uh -huh. when we do this, because she couldn't see. Oh my goodness. And the most beautiful Christ star consciousness would activate above the heads of these people in the <laughs> chair and channel through their hearts right over to Helen. Oh my goodness. Wow. And so we actually worked with this for several months developing this, but then unfortunately my friend ended up ill and passed away and that was wow. the end of our work in that area but that's what i mean it's like we don't know unless we look at all the dimensions of our being yes what's really going on here Whew. yes <laughs> i agree i agree and and 
to, to go back to where we started at the beginning, when we're going at breakneck speed through our lives, we don't, we don't have the time to pause or to take it in rather than in sound bites. So I just, I love that you shared that story. I feel like everyone should hear that story. Um, yes, I, I'm just really touched by that. And feels like this invitation, this invitation to who, to who we are, to who we can be, but also to who we are already mm -hmm. uh, at our heart of hearts. Mm. So powerful. <sighs> so we are to the time where we need to start to bring this to some closure. <laughs> I mm -hmm. can't believe it's that time already. I hear, I sense there's something that wants to be said by you. So I'm, I'm just kind of hesitating. Is there, is there something that wants to be expressed? Well, what I'm feeling right now is um, the, the resonance between our hearts and the light that is shining out to the planet, to all of humanity, mm -hmm. uh, that we are in a, actually a ceremonial state right now. And that I hope that each person that listens to our conversation today can tune in and receive that light into their hearts that we're feeling in ours. Yes. Oh, yeah, my, my heart is <laughs> expanding and expanding. And yes, I feel that. Thank you for putting words to that. It feels true. So if uh, our listeners would like to get to know more about you, to work with you, to explore this very powerful program, the empaths and relationship or your other teachings. I know that they can access that on your website, mm -hmm. uh, which is spirithealonline.com, which of course is also posted in the show notes. Um, and then you have a few free gifts that you are passing on to our listeners as well. The 13 limiting beliefs of empaths mm -hmm. and the introduction to grounding is those seem pretty self-explanatory, but is there anything else you want to say about those? Sure. Um, in addition to that, on my website, there's probably about 50 free <laughs> recordings of classes, meditations, grounding that people can access easily. So I encourage just a few <laughs> to I encourage people to go listen and download and and learn and, and learn to ground and connect with yourself. I like to provide I just like to provide information for people. So please take advantage of it. Mm. Um, and then it, there's a uh, uh, descriptions of the classes on the website and it'll take you to a registration page. The other class that I'm offering, well, I'm actually offering two other classes in May. 
One is called Meditation for Those Who Can't Meditate. <laughs> and I am very good at helping people find their way of meditating. There's not just one way of doing it. And I'm offering this four-week class uh, for people who want to find out their way of meditating. And I'm also offering the Empath and Relationships. And then I'm offering a more in-depth class that has to do with becoming telepathic, that wow. I believe we are moving towards a telepathic um, culture. And we see it in our technology. The, our technology, the internet, the web, everything is the manifestation, it's the expression of a telepathic consciousness. So I believe that we're, we're moving in that direction. Yes, yes. So there's so many exciting offerings that you, our dear listener, can find on Sarah's website. So I encourage you to check that out. And you can also find her on Instagram and Facebook. And the links are in the show notes. So is there, is there any final piece of any nugget of wisdom light or spirit that wants to come through before we bring this to a closure for the day well you know one of my students asked me um what do we do in the next few weeks if if you know we just don't know what to do and we're at loose ends and i just said go to whatever's living Put your, put your attention on nature, have flowers around you, go talk to mm -hmm. the trees, go lean on a tree. When we get discombobulated and disorganized in our thinking and our feeling, if we relate to nature, it will reorganize us in our most natural mm. way. And mm -hmm. so if the fear becomes overwhelming or the isolation becomes difficult to bear, Go lean on a tree, <laughs> lay yes. down on the ground, yes. talk to a flower, mm. <laughs> um, find something living mm. that, that will reflect good energy back to you. Mm. Yes, we are definitely kindred, <laughs> kindred spirits. <laughs> yes, we are. Because that's what I recommend oh, as good. well all the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or even our, our furry creatures or, mm -hmm. or whatever, whatever living being. Mm. Yes. So, so I want to thank you. Thank you so much, Joni. This was wonderful to be with you. Thank you. Oh, it was my great pleasure and delight to have you here, Sarah. And I, I want to thank you, our dear listener, as well, for taking this time to be with us. As I always offer, as the wise mystic Hafiz said, trust what your heart knows. Thanks for listening to Trust Your Sacred Feminine Flow with Joni Advent Maher. If you like what you heard, the best compliment you can give us is to share our podcast with a friend and subscribe, rate, and review at Apple Podcasts.